0: Welcome to the Positively Encouraging People Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Anderson. Each week, we will have a conversation about ways you can love yourself more, set better boundaries, and build up your self-confidence. We will talk about tools you can use, simple tips and stories to encourage and lift you up. You will learn from my experiences and struggles and those of my guest speakers. After spending years feeling undervalued in my relationships, jobs, and almost every area of life, I learned how a story from my childhood was keeping me stuck in that feeling because I believed it was all I deserved. By proving that story wrong and learning to set healthy boundaries, I discovered my worth and started loving myself completely. Creating a life that is both fulfilling and in my true alignment is important to me. And if you feel the same way, you are in the right place. So sit back and relax. Your stress-free weekly pep talk with Jen is about to begin. Welcome back to pep talks with Jen. I am so excited to have you back for our last episode in May on confidence. Um, this is such a great topic because there's so much that we can cover with that. So I'm sure this topic will come up again. Um, so if you have questions about anything that you've heard over the last month, or you want to discuss anything further, please feel free to shoot me an email, leave me a comment, um, whatever, however it works best for you. I would love to have another discussion about this and talk about what you want to talk about, because that's really what I'm here for. So I did a bunch of posts out on my social media and asked people what their biggest issue around confidence was. And the biggest thing that came up was fear. And so I'm actually going to talk about all three of the things that came up. It was fear, it was feeling unworthy, and just mindset around confidence. But we're going to start with fear. We all know that fear is one of those things that just keeps you from doing what you want to do. It's not usually the truth. It's usually a story you've made up in your mind that is causing the fear. Um, Sometimes it's past experiences. But even at that, you're not the same person that you were when you had that past experience. So how can you assume that the outcome will be the same? So, if you're talking about something like public speaking and you had a horrible incident as a high schooler in public speaking and you're now in your mid 40s, how do you know that's going to be the same? You're not the same person, but you're letting it live in your brain like you're going to do the same thing. You now know more, you have more capabilities you know, spend more time practicing it in front of the mirror. Spend time recording it um, on a cell phone and just listen to it back and just learn from your mistakes. Jot down little notes so that you know where you're at. You don't have to be perfect. We're not looking for perfection. Nobody is looking for perfection. Honestly, nobody's even noticing it. Do I have mistakes in my podcast? Absolutely. Do I care? Not at all. Do I want to be perfect? Not at all, because that's not even achievable or attainable. So just, you know, and, and do it scared. Fear's always going to be there. That's a natural feeling and emotion for us. So what if you fall down in front of people? So what? Whether you do that metaphorically or actually physically fall down in front of people. You might get a little bruised. Your ego might get a little bruised. Do it anyway. Do it again. And do it again. And do it till you get the result you really want. Learn to laugh at yourself. Laughing back at fear. Not making fun of yourself. Honestly, being able to say that was okay and it was okay that it was okay. Being able to do that is an amazing release of fear because you know that you survived. You didn't die. You didn't even freak out probably. You probably just did it. And that's really all we can ask for when it comes to fear. Do it scared, take from it what you can take out of it, take the positives out of it, and leave the negatives alone. Don't even dwell on them. Don't think about them, because that's another thing that contributes to our fear. We always assume that it's going to be as bad as it was the last time. Well, that's not always the case, and most of the time it's not even anywhere near true. So don't, don't let fear be the reason you don't follow your dreams and you don't keep going. Fear is just a four letter word, just an ugly four letter word that I don't even hold in my vocabulary very often anymore. I don't, I don't live in fear like I used to. I used to live in fear a lot. I used to not try new things. I used to not do a lot of things because I was afraid. I was afraid of making a fool of myself, being laughed at, you know, all sorts of things that they weren't, they weren't even close to being emotionally healthy for me. And the stories that I had in my head that I let fear tell me, They just just started disappearing when I started doing, when I started taking action, when I started taking uncomfortable action and doing the things that that did scare me, that made me uncomfortable. And I did it anyway. And it has brought me leaps and bounds further into the woman that I want to be. And am I there yet? No. But am I working towards it? Absolutely. And I will never stop, and I will probably never reach the the actual ultimate goal because, well, I just don't think there's an end to it. But do it scared, do it anyway. And then mindset, mindset had the second most votes, and confidence and mindset are kind of the same thing. I mean. It's it's not much different. It's doing it when you're scared. It's doing it regardless of the outcome. Maybe that's a better way to put that. So when your brain is telling you, no, I can't do that. No, it'll be bad. No, I won't be any good. The mindset shift is, I'm going to do it anyway and see what it turns out like it's going to be better than I think it is. I'm going to do great. I'm going to do amazing. And that's how you change that mindset so that you can become more confident, so that you can stand up taller, so that you can smile more and be proud, truly proud of yourself. When was the last time you were truly proud of yourself? Because that's a mindset thing. We don't always give ourselves the credit for even the small things that we do well. We overlook them as they were expected. They're not expected. Nobody expects you to do... I mean, they shouldn't. Nobody should expect you to be at a level of 150% all the time. But I'll bet you are at that level more than you are not. And you don't give yourself the credit for that. You don't give yourself the credit for the good that goes on in your day. You dwell on the bad, which makes you feel bad. But if you would start celebrating all of the good and forget about the bad, Celebrate every good thing that happens to you. And I'm not talking about like going out and spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars. What I'm talking about is put a simple post out on social media, text your spouse or your significant other or your best friend and tell them what happened. Let somebody else in on it. If you have an amazing call at work, go talk to a coworker or a boss. And encourage them to do the same for you. That's the way it should be. Celebrate it. Let somebody else in on it. And show them what you're achieving. Because what you're doing with that is you're helping them know what's possible for them. And that's going to boost their confidence. Confidence is contagious. It's an amazing thing. So celebrate it. Change that mindset. Look at what you're doing great. Look at what's amazing and keep going with it. And the third thing was a feeling of unworthiness. Which went along with another um, write-in that came along, which was just poor body image. And I think... That goes back to, most of the time goes back to having things that happened to us when we were younger, whether it was when we were a kid or we were in our early 20s that just made us not feel good enough um, and unworthy. Obviously, the self-image thing, Almost 100% of humans on this planet deal with with poor self-body image at some point or another. We can thank just about every magazine, um, media outlet, everything for that one. And it changes. I mean, you can't even keep up with body image. It changes so quickly that there's just no way to keep up with it. So to gain self-confidence, you have to grow and really love who you are. You have to just love the person that you are and know that the person isn't... The, the outer body is just the outer body. It doesn't reflect as who you are as a person. And the same with unworthiness. None of that reflects who you truly and genuinely are as a person. So be that person that you are. Put the smile on your face. Stand up tall. Wear the dress. Wear the shorts. Be beautiful. Because the beauty is going to shine through from who you are, not what your body looks like. Most people don't even notice that. And I'm someone who's dealt with body image my whole life but they don't notice it. You notice it. They don't. And if you notice it in others, then maybe you need to take a look at what you're looking at and how you're judging people. Because if you stop judging others, you can also stop judging yourself. And that goes vice versa. The thing I really want you to remember about body image is that your outer image doesn't make or break who you are. Your outer image is just a shell. Who you are as a person, as a human being, is the important part. And how you make people feel, that's the part that they remember. How you make them feel is what's, What's important, not what size pants you wear or how big your butt is or how many pimples you have on your face. None of that is the important part. That's surface. That doesn't matter. And it really did. It took me a very long time to realize that that's not what people think of me. Your skin, your size, that's just surface. Your heart... Your mind, your soul, that's what's important. That's what people think of when they think of you. They don't think of any of the other stuff. That's just external. I don't think of my friends as whether or not they have long hair or short hair. Yeah, that image might come into my head, but that's not how I describe them. I don't go, oh, well, my friend, she is the really overweight one with the really long curly hair. No. I see she's the one that's kind. She's the one that's always there for me when I need her. She's the one that takes time out of her day to text me to see how my dad is doing or to see how things are going. That's who my friend is. And that's that really, that's who she is. It's not that she has any of these physical traits or characteristics. So, I guess I would just really encourage you to think about that when you're being hard on yourself, when you're being hard on your body. Think about how you would describe the closest person to you in your life. How would you describe that person to others? And when you realize that there's no physical traits that you would use, then I want you to look in the mirror. And I want you to describe yourself to you without using physical traits. Talk about the kindness in your heart, the love you have for other people or animals. Talk about the fact that every time you see a dog, you can't not run up and pet it. Um, You know, whatever it is, use the kindness I would say that I am compassionate and caring. And sometimes I'm loyal, even to a fault. I will say with people, even when I know it's not always the best thing, because I can't handle the hurt that I could cause them if I were to walk away, or I can't handle, um, you know, whatever it is. I, I do. I sometimes I'm loyal to a fault and I know that and I work on that. It's not always the healthiest for me, but sometimes it ends up being a good thing because people do change and people do come around. So I'm kind of going off on a different tangent there and I don't mean to, but um, don't, don't criticize yourself. If you want to get better at not criticizing yourselves, another trick is to thank your body. Thank those body parts for always being there and supporting you. Thank them specifically. You can even, like like if your knee bothers you, wrap your hands around your knee and thank it for being there. Remind it that you love it, that you appreciate all your knee has done for you your entire life. If you're like me and you're in your mid-40s, that was a long time it's put up with a lot. You were not always nice to your body parts as a kid. None of us were. You put it through lots of strain and rigorous activity. Thank it for that. Give it that motivation and just appreciate that it's still doing what it needs to do. It may hurt, it may not be 100%, but it's still functioning for you. Thank them, thank them for the good things, the support they gave you, the safety they've given you, And always be grateful for them. That will help you to see your body in a whole new way as opposed to criticizing it. Oh, my knee hurts again. It never operates right. I can't handle it. No, thank it. Thank it for doing everything in its power to not have given out on you by now. That it still functions every day for you. Be grateful for that. So that was a little bit of a rant. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. But I want to thank you all for being here for the first month and for confidence. I hope you gained some tips and some tools on how to be more confident on a regular basis. And I would always love to hear from you. You know how to get in touch with me and always be sure to check the show notes. Sometimes I stick little freebies down there and... There's all the ways we can, we can have a conversation together. And I, if there's anything you want to dig deeper in, if you want to do any one-to-one coaching or you want to join my group coach, or you want me to talk about something on a podcast, be sure you get in touch with me. Let me know. And I would love to support you any way I can make that happen. So I hope you'll join me next week for Pep Talks with Jen, and we'll see you then.